So today I am excited. I am looking forward to one of the sons of the house to come and minister. This is just uh, to also show that Bishop has moved to become a pastor of pastors. You know, so um, Prichard Ngomani joined Grace Bible Church in 2001. Hallelujah. When we speak about teachers, yeah, you listen to a teacher today. Hallelujah. He served in the couples forum and he was uh, at the point uh, ahead. I remember when we were at uh, Midrand, he came to come and launch couples forum there together with his wife. He's not by himself, but he's um, together with his wife, uh, Muruti Siatile. Hallelujah. Muruti Ngomani also served in the stewardship and the discipleship and, and in projects. He also um, uh, served under Muruti Kwapeng uh, at GOM, a Grace Outreach Ministry. If there's one ministry that is causing our church to grow, it's that one. Yeah, yeah, come. Hallelujah. He is currently the uh, lead pastor in the, the Brackpan Cathedral and is also the senior administrator for the region, uh, region 7. Hallelujah. So let's put our hands together, Bazalani, as we welcome the servant of God, Muruti uh, Precious Ngoman. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I greet you all in the most wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful privilege it is to be standing here before you this morning. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Oh, Jesus. Thank you so much. Um, I would like to acknowledge our father, uh, the bishop, uh, the presiding bishop of Grace Bible Church, Bishop Musasono, and would like to acknowledge and be grateful for the honor um, that he has given me to stand and share the word of, of God with you today. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I bring greetings to you from the east, where the wise men come from. Hallelujah. We are the people of the East. Um, we are so grateful to God, Bazalani. Um, I'll greet all the pastors that are here. Um, thank you so much, Mruti um, Pizzo. Um, we, we are so grateful. Um, like I said, thank you so much, Bishop, uh, for, for the opportunity to share the word of God. I, I, I really appreciate it. Amen. Uh, Bazalani, we are continuing with the subject um, of God is working in you and through you. God is at work in our lives. Amen. Amen. Bishop has already um, introduced uh, this topic. Um, I'm going to recap and just uh, take it a little bit further uh, than what he has um, uh, done. Um, so we, our main scripture is from Philippians 2, uh, verse 12 and 13. Philippians 2, verse 12 and 13, and it reads as follows. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. 
For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good uh, pleasure. This is uh, Paul writing to the church of Philippi. And uh, remember, we are recapping. And he says, wherefore, that's where we take it. So then, that's what wherefore means, or therefore, which then tells us that there is a point uh, before this. There is a point before this. And he, he is saying, um, he is saying to, to, to the church of uh, Philippi, he is firstly I mean, commending them for the good work that they have done. He is commending them for their humility. He is commending them for all the good things that they have done before. But what I like also is that uh, he, he speaks to them uh, before he makes a very important uh, point. He calls them my beloved. You know, he calls them my beloved. And he says to them, as you have obeyed before. He says to them, you, you, you have been people who are obedient uh, uh, throughout. You've obeyed in my presence, but you've also obeyed in my absence. So he commands them, you know, for the good people that they are. And then he makes the point. He makes the point and he says uh, 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 to them, he says to them, uh, now work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What a beautiful statement that he makes. And that is the statement that we're going to look at. What does he mean when he says, work out your own salvation? What does he mean, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling? So he's telling us that it's not enough to be saved. It's not enough that we are saved. There's more that we need to do. When we got saved, there are certain things that God gave to us. There are certain things that God deposited in us. And he says, work out your own salvation. Which then tells us that it is possible to be saved for a very long time and, and not be at the level that you need to be in. So he gives this command. He gives this command to them. It's a command that he is giving them. Work out your own salvation. You must work out your own salvation. Don't just sit there and be satisfied that you are going to heaven. There's more that you need to, to achieve. There's more that you need to do in this life. You've got the ticket to heaven, but there's more that you need to do before you go there. Work out your own salvation. So he, he, he exhorts them. He... he He makes this command uh, 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 to them. But what we need to also understand is that he is not saying that we must work for our salvation. There's a difference. He is not saying we must work for our salvation. Our salvation is already there. 
God, remember he was talking to Christians. He was talking to people who are saved. So we are not working for our salvation. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation is a gift. You don't work for a gift. A gift is given. So we are not working for our salvation, but we are working out our salvation. So this phrase, work out for our salvation, means to carry out uh, the goal uh, to its ultimate conclusion. Bishop gave an example of maths. When we are doing maths, I just want to give uh, uh, three examples around this, uh, this phrase. This phrase is actually a very important Greek uh, a phrase uh, that, that is used in a number of uh, places. Firstly, it's used in the mines. When they are mining either silver or gold, whatever metal that is. So if you are the owner of the mine, when they mine gold, uh, um, you, you cannot really distinguish gold from the rocks because it is embedded in the rocks itself. So they have to pull out everything. They have to pull out everything and, and put it out there. So as an owner, I have the gold, but I still have to work it out for me to be able to process it. I have to work it for it to be the beautiful gold that we normally see. You know, it needs a working out. And that is where the, 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 the phrase um, is used. But it is also used in farming. It is also used uh, uh, in farming. My mother has a, a sugarcane farm. Uh, she, yeah, it's about five or ten hectares, somewhat. So what happens is that when you farm uh, sugarcane, I think like any other thing, there are processes that are involved in, in farming. You know, firstly, you put the cane uh, on the ground, you water it, uh, you deal with the weeds, but you also have to uh, put in fertilizers. You know, the weeding takes time. You have to keep on weeding it until uh, uh, it, it, it grows and becomes higher or it connects, you know, because there are, there are pathways along the furrows where the canes are. You know, as soon as it connects and it becomes difficult for you to even or be able to see uh, where the pathways are, then the weeds will not be able to, 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 to survive. And then it grows uh, if, you take care, if you take good care of it, uh, when it, when it grows, at a point, they, they, they are going to come and inspect it, you know. And when they inspect it, if they find that uh, it, was, it was of good quality, you are not going to burn it because sugarcane, you burn it before you take it uh, to be processed to the sugarcane meal, you know. So they are not going to burn yours. 
but they are going to cut it as uh, green as it is because it's of good quality and they are going to make it seeds for other uh, uh, farmers, you know, who need seeds. And you, you then are paid a premium amount uh, for that. Amen. So that was for free, isn't it? Uh, so so what, what then happens is that you, you work you work your farm. You work out your farm to, 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 to a point where you get the desired results. And the last example I want to give on this, on working, in, on working out, is, is going to the gym. You know, we, we, we use the expression also when we go to the gym, I'm working out. You know, I'm working out. And what are you doing? You are working your muscles. The muscles are already there. The muscles are already there. You have the muscles, but you have to work them out. And when you work them out, you start to see a change. You know, uh, uh, we even would want to look at ourselves and buy a T-shirt that actually uh, holds us like that, you know, uh, so that people can see the results of my workout. The same goes also with our salvation. The same goes with our salvation. We need to work it out. We need to work it out. And this is a command that Paul is giving to the church of Philippi. And today he is giving also to all of us. We already have grace. We already have salvation. We are a new creation in Christ Jesus. We already have spiritual muscles, but we need to get them toned. We need to get our spiritual muscles worked out. We already have faith, but we need to grow our faith. The Bible says each and every one of us has been given a measure of faith. We each have a measure of faith. Even you who thinks you do not have faith, you have a measure of faith that God has given you. The thing is, the difference between you and your neighbor is that you've never worked out your faith. You've never done anything to grow your faith. And that's why it looks like your neighbor has more faith than you do. But you all, we all have a certain measure of faith. We have all been given faith. We need to strengthen our faith. And when you strengthen our faith, we'll strengthen it in different ways. Others will strengthen it in the, in the area of healing. Others will strengthen it in the area of provision, you know, and others in different, in different areas. Work out your own salvation. There's a job that we need to do. You already have love, but that love needs to be exercised. You need to do something about the things that God has given us so that we elevate them to a higher level than, than, than when it was given to us. So he says, so when you speak of salvation, we don't refer to being necessarily being born again. It is one of them. But uh, it's, it's living as, as one that is chosen by God. When we look at John 15, verse 16, John 15, verse 16, it says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, 
whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. The Bible says we have, we have not chosen God, but God has chosen us. Amen. It is God that has chosen us. Remember, the Bible says he loved us while we were yet in our sins. He loved us when we did not even know him. And that is why he chose us. He pulled us from where we were and brought us to where we are. So God has given us, God has done his part. It is up to us to do our part. So Paul is reminding the church of Philippi that there is something that you can do. There is something that you need to do. It's not only the work of God that is there, but there is something that you must also do. There's a part that you must also play. So he says, I have chosen you and I've ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits. God wants fruit from us. God wants fruit from us. God wants fruit from us. What fruit are you producing? What fruit is there in your life? God has chosen us for a purpose. And he says, I want fruit from you. One day we are going to meet him. And we need to show our fruits. We need to show our fruits. We need to show what we have done with the salvation that he has given us. And what are we going to show? What are we going to bring to God? So Paul is saying, take practical uh, responsibility for your salvation. Take practical responsibility for your salvation. Work it out. Work it out. You must work it out. Sometimes we look at a neighbor and look at the salvation of the neighbor. Before I must work out my own salvation. I'm, I'm responsible for my own salvation. I'm responsible to grow my own salvation. And the next thing in verse 12 that he says, he says, with fear and trembling. He says we must work it out with fear and trembling. The Bible also tells us that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. And, and, and that is John. And he says, and, and perfect love casts out fear. So why is Paul saying we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling? So he must be talking about a different kind of a fear. He's not talking about a fear of a slave being afraid of an abusive master. That's not the fear that he's talking about. But he's talking about a fear of awe, a fear of reverence. To God, we need to fear a, a, a God in, in a way of, of, of a, 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 a reverencing Him, in a way of respecting Him. You know, a fear that a child has for the Father, a loving Father, I'm talking about. So that's the fear that He's saying we should have. We should fear sin. We should fear sin. 
And that's the fear uh, he, he, he is talking about. So there is a, a place for the right kind of fear in our lives. You know, the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When we fear, when we reverence God, it says it's the beginning of knowledge. That is uh, Proverbs 1 verse 7. The other Proverbs 8:13 says, The fear of the Lord will cause one to hate evil. So that's the kind of fear that he's saying. He says, we must work out our salvation with fear and trembling. It it, it puts a sense of purpose in in our working it out. It puts a sense of purpose in our working it out. That we must work it out with fear and trembling. It's something that we must put emphasis on. It's something that we must not neglect in our lives. And verse 13, he says, for it is God which worketh in you. It reminds me of Philippians 1, verse 6, where Paul says that uh, he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. So God has begun a work in us. God has begun a work in you. God has begun something in you. We have to work together with God. We have to work together with God. God will always do his part, but we must also do our part. There's a part that we need to do. Have you been doing your part? Have you been doing your part? We need to do our part. Hallelujah. So what is it that God does when he works in us? The Bible says we are God's handiwork, the workmanship of God created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. That is Ephesians 2 uh, verse 10. So what is it that then God is doing in us? He does two things. He works on two levels. He works on the level of desire, and that is internally but he also works on the level of action, which is externally. So he works uh, uh, in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. The word to will means to desire or to determine or to resolve. It includes both affections, choices, it covers our motives, our desires, our inclination, and all of those things. So the desires that we have are desires that are given by God. They are desires that comes from God. It is God that gives us this desire. Sometimes we've got a desire uh, uh, to read the word of God. You feel like you want to read the word of God. It's God that is giving us that desire. You know, sometimes we've got a desire to pray. It's God that gives us those desires. So God is at work in us. All we need to do is to work together with him, is to follow the inclination and the promptings of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So sometimes we've got a sense of longing for the presence of God, and that comes from God. It comes from the Spirit of God that is in us. So he works in us to will and to desire. So he inclines our hearts towards himself. 
The Weymouth uh, translation says, for it is God himself who, uh, uh, whose power creates within you the desire to do his gracious will and also bring about the, com- the accomplishment of the desires. The BBE translation says, for it is God who is the cause of your desires and of your acts for his good pleasure. So God is at work. God is at work in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God needs us. God needs us to partner with him. Because God has a purpose for each and every one of us. God has a purpose. He chose us for a reason. You know, I remember when we used to grow up playing games and you had to pick up a team. You know, you will not just pick anyone. You, 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 there are certain people that you want to pick up for a particular purpose. So if it is soccer, the first thing you pick up a goalkeeper. You know, you must pick up a good goalkeeper. You must pick a goalkeeper. If you are the first one to start, you must pick up a, a, a good goalkeeper because they are going to snatch them from you. So you, all the members that come to your team, it's for a purpose. And we know the last person is because they came to the games. You know, and we cannot leave them out. So we then say, now Baba You know, but we always start with the good ones. So God has chosen us for a purpose. There is something that God wants to do with each and every one of us. There is something that God has deposited in each one of us. I always say to the people at Brakpan, God has given us different personalities for a reason. He has given us different personalities for a reason. And those of us who are quiet like myself, we, we, we always allow the talkative ones to take center stage. I think it is high time, quiet people, that we rise up and do something also. It is time that we show that we also have a purpose. There's something that we can do. They can stand on the stage and talk as much as they want, but we have to work things in the background. Hallelujah. So don't exclude yourself. Don't exclude yourself and say, no, minang quiet, minang konu kuluma. Not everything wants people to talk. There's something that you can do. In a church like this, there's so much that you can do without coming here. Find your purpose and work out your salvation. God needs you with that personality. He is the one that has given you that personality. Work it out. Don't allow your personality to exclude you. It is needed. You know, in a branch situation, that's where you see uh, 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 the importance of each and every one of the personalities. You know, the talkative ones ride over people like that. But the, 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 the quiet ones, they are very hospitable. They do well with welcoming visitors. You know, 
you see things happening and you, you don't even know who did this. It's because the quiet ones never advertise when they do things. Sorry, sorry, uh, those who are talkative. It looks like the message today is against you. You've been having it for a very long time. Let us, let us enjoy ourselves also. There are seven points that I want us to look at that speaks about how uh, seven ways to discover God's purpose. The first point is know the real desire of your heart. Know what is the real desire in, in your heart. What, what are the desires? What desires do you have? You know, when we grew up, we always, we, we, we had certain desires in us. And the environment and all of those things uh, uh, clouded those desires to a point where we never followed them up. But if you check, you'll realize that they keep on surfacing. They keep on coming up. They keep on coming up. And that should tell you that this is the desire that comes from God. You cannot bury it. So some of these desires, like I said, were there even when we were children. As Psalms 37 verse 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Delight yourself also in the Lord. Some people say, I always meet people that say they don't know what their purpose is in life. You know, I want to work in Fundisi, but I don't know what is it that God has called me. Look at the desires. Look, look there's always something common about you all the time. And that is an indication which, uh, that's what God has placed in you. And you need to do that. If you don't know, even after looking and going back to your childhood life, the Bible then says, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Because when you delight yourself in the Lord, the Lord will give you the desires. God will give you the things that you must desire. We find our desires and the right desires in the Lord. And those are the desires that we must pursue. So what is it that you are desiring? What is it that always comes into your life? Work on those things. Develop those things. And you will see God helping you. And you will find so much joy when you give expressions to those desires. Number two, know what stirs your passion. What is it that stirs your passion? What is it that you are passionate about? You know, Moses was a man of justice. He was stirred up by injustice. He never liked to see injustice. One time, as he was walking by, he saw uh, uh, this Egyptian fighting um, against a, 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 a Jewish man. 
and he sorted them out. Because he's passionate about that. What are you passionate about? There's so much that is going on around us. There are so many wrong things that are happening around us. What is it that when you see, it stirs something within you? That is what you need to work on. That is what you need to work on because that speaks about your purpose. That speaks about your purpose. John 2 verse 17 says, And his disciples remembered that it is written, Zeal for your house will consume you. Zeal for your house. This is, this, it was speaking about Jesus. You know, when Jesus went into the temple and he found them uh, uh, do, doing selling, dealings were going on. He was consumed. We was consumed by this zeal. And he had to turn the tables around. And they remembered that the zeal for your house will consume you. Because he did not want to see them misusing the house of the Lord for other things other than what it was meant for. And he said, mine house shall be called the house of prayer. What, what is it that's consuming you? What is it that's stirring your passion? What is stirring your passion? Number three, know what flows naturally with your gifts and talents. Know what flows naturally with your gifts and talents. We all, like I said, we all have things that God has deposited in us. There are gifts that are in us. There are talents that God has given in us. Fortunately for some people, they are more pronounced. You know, they don't even have to think like, Abanya, if I'll ask you, uh, I mean, gift, talent, you still have to scratch your head. And it's not for the first time you're asked this question. But still you have not answered it. You know, and, and, and yet there, 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 are, there, are, there are those already, you know, but we all have, we all have. If we look at the desires, like I said, if we look at the passion, like I said, you will then realize this is where and this is what God wants me to do. You know, uh, I'm not advertising branches, but uh, if you come to a branch, you know, if you come to a branch, that is where you are going to, to, to have the opportunity to be able to serve and realize what your purpose is. I'm not saying there's no opportunity here, but you can see already. You know, I hope Bang excommunicating at that. But if you come to a, a, a church that is starting, there's so much that is, that is being done. You know, I visited, I visited one of the branches of our branches um, uh, last time. Um, the, one of the ladies was busy ushering, you know, um, bringing people in. And afterwards, I saw her now go, go worship team. You know, she was worshiping. Uh, and I'm like, 
And then after that, umagugugu mnigelo, she was there holding ama basket. You know, now so we are puma, we are humble, we are county mal. You know, one person doing more than one thing. You know, that's the situation we find in branches. That's the situation you find in branches because uh, uh, we don't have as many people, you know, and that's why I'm saying there's work the other side, you know. But if you do come, please, there's a transfer form. Yeah, there's a process that you must follow. You don't just rock and say, Mfundisi, bengkona umau, ukona lepimvili nawe. Nguzwile, so I'm coming. No, there's a form that must be uh, uh, done. You know, you must go to your pastor and tell them, Uguti, utolei revelation. So there are gifts and talents, and sometimes we limit these gifts and talents to certain things, to singing, to dancing. We limit them to certain things. The truth is, it's, it's, it's a wide range of things. I think there's a beautiful scripture that Umfundi Supito read in the morning. May, may you please show that to me, Exodus 31. You know, please be patient as we read it. Then the Lord said to Moses, um, Exodus 31, let's go on, Baba. Uh, look, I have specifically chosen Bezaliel, son of Uri, grandson of Hu, uh, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in caving of wood. He is a master at every craft. And I have personally appointed Ohaliab, son of Ahisamak, of tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skills to all of the gifted craftsmen so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. So, it's a craftsman. It's a man who works with his hands. You know, God says, I have given him that. It comes from God. It's a spiritual thing. So why do you think when Italentiaco is not spiritual and not expose it? You know, God has given us. Hospitality is one of the, of the things. You know, you are hospitable. You work very well with people. Bring that. Bring that to God. Bring that to the house of the Lord, and you will see the wonders. I mean, people, people will always say, eh, 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 yo, we like going to that church because of the way Abbas Peteng Ayo. And who will Oyaksum Fundis? Because who will Onotang Ananab? So you are using what you have to benefit the church. You are using what you have to benefit the church. So don't look down upon what you have. So let's bring that before God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And number four says, seek counsel from mature Christian friends and leaders. We see this in Proverbs, 14, uh, Proverbs 11 verse 14. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. 
So bring whatever that you have. If you are in doubt, bring it uh, before those who are matured and say, I feel God is pushing me towards this. Is it a right thing now? And please go to people who are matured. Because otherwise, Abanye Bazoglasa. Number five, listen uh, to the witness of the Holy Spirit. Listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. Romans uh, uh, 8 verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. When we got born again, God gave us the Holy Spirit. God gave us, put in us the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Bible says, don't you know? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So the Holy Spirit resides in us, Barcelona. We choose to ignore him. We choose to ignore him. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit has been given uh, 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 to help us. But as long as we ignore him, he will be of no use to us. It is only when we recognize his presence in our lives and start establishing and cultivating a relationship with him and building that relationship with him that we'll start to hear him speak to us. We always say, I don't hear anything, Mina. I don't hear God. I don't hear you. Of course you don't, because you've got no relationship. Someone that you relate with, you know their voice. It is because you've not seen him anywhere. That's why you can't even hear him. But somebody that knows me, even when they walk outside, they will, they will, they will be like, you know, because they can hear my voice. We have been given the Holy Spirit. Each and every one of us has the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there to help us. He's, he helps us in every area of our lives, Bazalwan. He helps us in every area of our, in our driving he helps us on the roads, Bazalwan. He helps us everywhere. He helps us at home. The Holy Spirit will help you in your marriage. You might be having challenges in your marriage today, and you've come to a point where you don't know what to do. I want to tell you, I want to introduce the person of the Holy Spirit to your life. Have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to do. The Holy Spirit will guide you how to run affairs in your marriage. The Holy Spirit is there to help us even at work. Before you go to that very important meeting, speak to him first. He is available. He is available for us. God has given him to us, Bazalwan. God has given him to us to use him and for him to help us. We should not be going into a darkness because the Bible tells us he's going to tell us things to come. 
Jesus said, it is expedient that I must go. It is for your benefit that I must go. It is for your benefit that I'm, because Jesus could only be in one place. He could not be everywhere, but the Holy Spirit is everywhere. And that's why the Holy Spirit never took up a body. Jesus took up a body. He had the body of a Jew. The Holy Spirit never took out of a, bo I mean a body. You know why? Because you, he is in you. He is in you. He is in you. He is in everyone. And he wants to help us. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit. We need to cultivate our spirits to be stronger than our flesh. Most of the time it is the flesh that dictates in us. We need to cultivate, start cultivating us, uh, uh, this relationship with the Holy Spirit and develop our spirit man so that he becomes strong and we are able to hear him when he speaks. Because the Holy Spirit always speaks to our spirit man. He doesn't speak to our flesh. We've got work to do, Bazalwani. All of these things, they don't just come because we are sitting there and looking nice. They come because you work out. They come because you work out. They come because there's something that you are doing with your salvation. Let us work out our salvation and we are going to get all of these benefits. You know, it, 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 it's heartbreaking to see Abba Salwane uh, uh, going back into the world and say Christianity does not work. It's because they've, they've never done anything with all these ammunitions that God has given them. There are things that God has deposited in us and if you don't work it, you will think Christianity doesn't work. And yet it works. And there's nothing uh, 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 greater than uh, uh, the faith that we have. Number six, I'm about to finish. What can you give yourself to a hundred percent? What is it that you can give holily? What is it that you can give to a hundred percent? If you are called, if you are called to something, you really. Do, if you are called to something, do you really give uh, yourself fully to it? Do you really give yourself fully to it? Or you, you, you need to go to every time, like paraffin. Before you do anything, when I finally point you all the time. What is it that you always give yourself to 100%? And that is your purpose. That speaks of your purpose. Let us not be pushed, Bazalwani, to do things. Let us give ourselves fully to things. Let us give ourselves fully to things. And like I said, Gupranchi, you are able to see such people. You are able to see such people. Because Gupranchi, Musebenzim Ning. You know, um, uh, people have to come and clean. 
You know, we have to come and do yanakazo. We have to come and pray. You know, all of these things. And pela umawungezi wena, it means aguzangamud. You know, umawungezanga wena, it means. And umawungfonela unchela leyo excuse leyo. That's the question in so buzayona. So, shokti namtlanje ngeges tandaze. Because I'm to who I member. Yeah. So my member lingezi. It means I send the loot on Amtange. Aibo. So they know they never bring those excuses. You know, now we are going for our holidays. You know, there are people who forgo our holidays. Because they are like, who's going to be there? You know, I will go for a holiday in January when, every, when other people are coming. And sometimes they speak amongst themselves. You know, this year you go, next year I will go. You know, these are people that have given 100%. These are people that understand. They understand that they have to be there. You know, they have to help. They have to serve. And if they are not there, I mean, I can't sing. I mean, I can't sing to save my life. So if uh, you worship team in echo, if you worship team in echo, what's going to happen? Just imagine. You know, service lagu kulunyo akona pela. You know, as if you grace news, umasuga gu grace news, si agu gu offering, agukuluanga at all. You know, so find something that you can give yourself 100% to. First uh, John 3 verse 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Serving is about laying our lives down. Jesus laid his life down. We must also lay our lives down for others. We must serve others even when it hurts us. We don't serve from a, a point of comfort. We also serve from a point of discomfort. We need to lay down our lives for others. We must give ourselves to these things. We must be there on time. We must be in every practice. We must be in every event that is being uh, 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 organized. And the last point, number seven, says, what produces good results when you do it? What is it that when you do, there's always good results? There's always good fruits. Matthew uh, uh, 12 verse 33 make a tree good and it, it, its fruits will be good or make a tree bad and its fruits will be bad for a tree is recognized by its fruits a tree is recognized by its fruits what fruits can we find in you what fruits are you producing since you've been a Christian, 
Can you be able to, when you look back, easy piece tail as a gland What fruits can we find in your life? Let us work out our salvation with fear and trembling. For God is at work in us, whether we see it or not, God is at work. God is at work. God is working something in us. Only if we can allow him, only if we can partner with him. There's something that God wants to achieve with your life. There's something that God wants to do with your life. God wants to change your family. God wants every member of your family to be born again. It will take you partnering with God. It will take you working out your salvation for that to happen. How can every member of your family go to, to hell when you are there? We've got work to do, Bazalwan. We've got people's lives to touch. Sometimes you don't even have to talk very much. Leave the preaching to Abba Fundis. Live the life. Because the life is going to speak for you. The life is going to speak for you. People are going to approach you and ask you to Because of what they are seeing, because of the fruits that they are enjoying. Leave this uh, 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 preaching pulpit to, to the people abakona Abakona. When I live the life, live the life, and family, you know, you know, you must be that member of the family. But asanga na skulumi anga figu preachard. Silindu preachard afige. Igo sizo kuluma. Because they know umaukona when you bring sense. Are you that kind of a person? Can your family members say? Because then as soon as they realize that, then it's easy for you to be able to speak to them about God and for them to receive God. Hallelujah. We have a purpose. We have a life to live. We have to work out. We have to work out our salvation. Hallelujah. Maruti Pizza. Please, um. Hallelujah. Wow. We can take our seats, Bazalani. In in the same spirit, I don't know what's your takeaway from, from this message. For me, the big thing is I must cultivate the relationship with the Holy Spirit. But for for you to be able to have the Holy Spirit in your life, you need to take the first step. He spoke about working out your salvation. Just like muscle that needs to be worked out. Muscles are there are given. He indicated that salvation has been given. It is not something that you work for. It is the something that you work out. But you can only work it out 
if you have Christ in your life. Shall we bow our heads and close our eyes? Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your servant, O oh God, and we pray, O oh God, that you may multiply him. We thank you for your word, O oh God, your word that brings salvation, your word that brings transformation, your word that brings a revelation, your word that brings light into our lives. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, that today, this morning, you are showing us, O oh God, that we need to live out our purposes and not we need to discover those purposes. We thank you, O oh God, for showing us the way, for showing us how to do it, O oh God. We give you the honor and the glory. With our head bowed and our eyes closed, you might be here and you're asking, but I want to know this Jesus that this man is talking about. I want to know this God, for I've never had God being preached in this way. I want to know and find out my purpose. The first step of finding your purpose is to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. So if you are here and you said, please, Muruti, pray with me. Pray with me that I may know him. I may know Jesus. I might receive him as my Lord and Savior. All you need to do is to raise your hand. Raise your hand so that we can pray together with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. This is the time. This is the, the moment. God has called you to reveal to you your purpose in life. But for, for him to do that, the first step that you must take is to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. So if you are here and you want to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, please raise your hand. Raise your hand high so that we can see it and pray with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. This is a moment of a great importance. I promise you that once you have received Christ as Lord and Savior, your life will never be the same. Your life will be transformed. You will soon discover your purpose. You will soon rise up and walk. Thank you for that hand. Any other person? Any other person? Thank you for that hand. Any other person? Thank you for the hand. Hands are going up. Hands are going up. Don't be left behind. Don't waste this opportunity. Take up this moment and receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Can I ask all the people that have raised their hands to please stand? Stand, don't be afraid. This is how we have all started. We had to receive and to respond to that call. Thank you, my lady. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my mother, for standing. Can I ask that even if you have not lifted up your hands and you realize that this is a moment that you need to stand up. You may bring down your hand, but stand up. Stand up and join these people who are choosing Christ as their Lord and Savior, who are choosing life eternal, who are choosing the, the destiny-changing lives. Can I ask all those people that have stood one more step? I know it might be hard for you, it might be scarier for you, but I promise you we will stand by you. Can I ask you to come and join me in the front so that I can pray together with you? Just run to the front. Just don't walk. Just run to the front. Run to the front to receive this. Run to the front. Thank you for running. Run to the front. Run to the front. 